Hey, happy holidays and welcome back to Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On NBA Network. And I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. Yes, I'm still suffering through a cold, so please forgive me. I've been battling it uh, for quite some time, but it looks like I'm finally going to be in the clear. So forgive me if I sound a little congested on today's episode. But speaking of today's episode, the Spurs and Mavs will lock horns again tonight in Big D, Big Dallas. And uh, what is going to take for the Spurs to get a win? And by the way, Luka Doncic is back. So, yeah, there's that. Also on the show, Ty Yeager, Spurs Zone contributor, wrote a very interesting article on a Spurs possible prospect in the next upcoming NBA draft. Who is he? Who, you know, what does this kid provide? And why are the Spurs looking at him? So let's go and bring on Ty Yeager. Ty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and uh, happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and all to uh, listening. But thank you for having me back. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, let's get to it. Look, Spurs and Mavericks tonight in Dallas. Uh, a big game uh, because Luka is back after being out for a while with an injury. Uh, Mavs head coach Rick Carla announced uh, earlier today that uh, the Phenom is going to play tonight. And we got to start there. Uh, the Spurs have their hands full with this kid, don't they? They do. And unfortunately, he's coming off in off an injury, coming off a sprained ankle, and I think that might benefit the Spurs because I don't think Luka is going to be playing playing 100% straight up coming back. But he's still dangerous. He's still a dangerous player that you have to look out for and that you need to guard properly. And I think the Spurs have it even worse now coming back because Christoph Porzingis was just showing off the past five, four or five games that, that Luka was out. So they got two dangerous guys on their hands, the Perdo and Elme are going to really have their work cut for them tonight against against the big man and the seven three big man from Latvia. If I did get that right, yeah. And Kristaps, and then you you got Dejounte, Derek, and hopefully Lonnie have have the assignment of Luca tonight. And then you also got to worry about there's a, the problem with the Mavs is essentially anyone on their team is pretty damn good. And yeah. now you have to work. You have to worry about. A Tim Hardaway Jr. who's been shooting lights out. You got to worry about Seth Curry that's been shooting lights out. The perimeter defense has really got to show up tonight if they are going to do anything well when it comes to this to this historically great offensive Mavs team. The last time these Spurs and Mavs met, it was a uh, Spurs loss to Dallas, one seventeen, one ten. That was in Dallas, and uh, they hit into tonight's contest. Spurs twelve and seventeen, Mavericks nineteen and ten. When the Dallas Mavericks beat you, they beat you, um, and the numbers show that. In their 19 wins, Ty, they have a uh, their net their net net rating average is plus 15.9. So they really stick it to you, and they, they and a lot has to do with Luka Doncic. The the kid can do almost everything offensively. Now defensively, you know he's not the greatest, but offensively he can knock down the threes penetrate get to the rim create havoc open up lanes he just does it all hopefully the the Mavs will take a page out of the Spurs playbook and load manage him tonight uh I think that'd be smart if you're listening Dallas Mavericks scouting and coaching staff but all in all the Spurs yeah they have a hands full of them you know if Dallas beats you they beat you and it gets it gets a better a bigger test for Dallas Ty I mean sorry for San Antonio excuse me at home, the Mavs average 116 points per game. It's let's just face it, Ty. The Spurs have to do something that they've shown they cannot do for most of the season, and that's play defense. And that's what it comes down to tonight, Ty. It, definitely, and I 
the Spurs can play some defense. They can. I think in December they had actually a better defensive rating than their normal average is, but they still need to they still need to do a better job on the defensive end. Or you can go just the route of having a offensive shootout because yeah. I think both these teams because the Spurs offense can show that they can be a great offensive team, but you're going up against one of the historically best deep offensive teams in the league and league history to be exact. If you look at the chart of like the team's comparison between offensive and defensive rankings, the Mavericks go off the chart. That's how good they are on offense mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the league. But like I said, this Mavs team is deep. Every person on this lineup can play minutes and can play it well. And Spurs just need the Spurs need to come back at that with using their bench because Spurs honestly have a really good bench overall, and their bench has shown up night in and night out. And yeah. you just need to start. You need the starters to do their job tonight. You need the defensive specialists to really be on their game as well. And everyone just needs to have a better defensive effort coming up against this Mavs team. Yeah, look, there is some uh, glimmer of hope for San Antonio heading into tonight's contest. The Spurs are a plus four in their last four outings, so there's that. And they're averaging, brace yourself, Ty, in the last four games, 42% shooting from the three-point line. So maybe, just maybe, their three-point stroke is uh, finally coming on, and they'll need that tonight versus the Mavericks. Now, the Mavericks are, um, they're not home, you know, juggernauts. They're only uh, eight and seven, so, um, you know, they are beatable in their gym. But, you know, the way Luke has been playing, and I feel like, you know, Porzingis, he started off kind of slow in his Mavs tenure. Now he's starting to come on time. That's another headache the Spurs got to watch out for tonight. Like I said, this, this dude was causing some some chaos when Luka was out and kept this team afloat. And it was a big reason they beat one of the best teams in the league in Milwaukee. And the issue is, yeah, you can probably guard him down low, but... It's hard to guard a guy who can shoot the three ball from the logo. That's a yeah. He's <laughs> taking like maybe five to six three point shots from the logo alone, and it's just insane when a seven three dude can shoot that shoot that far and that well. And it, he's he's going to be an issue. And I don't know how Jakob can can be again on the perimeter. But we've seen Jakob block some perimeter shots this year, but he's also going up against a guy that's about four inches taller than him. Yeah, and, and, if, and if, but, defense, if defense is the name of the game, um, Ty, then opponent points per game show it. Um, the, the Mavs actually play a little bit better better defense than, da- than San Antonio. Um, Dallas holds teams to about 108 points per game. The Spurs hold teams to 116. I tie that back into Porzingis because he's been lining it up lately, as you mentioned, and you combine him and Luka, the Spurs have themselves a test tonight. Uh, you were talking about Jakob. You know, before I even spoke with you for this show or anything, I was going to ask you that. In my opinion, I thought uh, Jakob was going to be the X Factor tonight. I think he is too. I I don't know why the hell he's not starting games. He's starting only seven out of the 29 games that he's played this season, which he's played every game. And this is going to be game number 30 for the Spurs. This is going to be a key game for them. And I think this is the point where you need to throw in Jakob. You need to put him at the starting position. You need someone to that can be a great defensive presence against a strong offensive team in the Dallas Mavericks. Will that happen? Probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> but but I, think that's, I think that's a must. It's 
And I think if Jakub's actually is going to come off the bench, he's need he's going to need about twenty minutes tonight. He because Trey Lyles, yeah, but... as, as much as I love, as much as he's been doing really well for his role, he's not a defensive presence. He has a he is one of the better defenders when it comes to defensive ranking. He is actually number four, number three on the team of players that consistent minutes, but I don't think he's a great rim protector that we need against Kristaps, Dwight Powell. Mm-hmm. He just—he's not the rim protector that Spurs need, and LMA certainly is not a great rim protector himself. He can block, and he's actually doing pretty well with the blocking numbers, but overall, mm-hmm. he's been very inconsistent, inconsistent down low. I will say, last game, I did love the effort that he put on the floor, that he was out-rebounding Memphis and was having a good time. Well, the Spurs um, hopefully will get a win tonight in Dallas. Now, uh, this is the second game that the two teams are meeting. It'll be the second straight in Dallas. Now, they'll play four more times, uh, two more times for a grand total of four with the last two in San Antonio. So, hopefully, the Spurs can uh, pick up some wins versus Dallas in their gym. But it's definitely going to be a test tonight. Yeah, you know, we mentioned the obvious, like Porzingis and uh, Doncic. You mentioned Hardaway, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, a good guard. Uh, I think the last time he played the Spurs, you know, he had some good good numbers. You got Dwight Powell in the middle. And this is just food for thought before we go into our first break. Um, we're talking about uh, uh, Doncic here now. This is what Doncic did just as a rookie, as a rookie against the Spurs. 22.7 points per game, 7.3 rebound, rebounds, 6.3 assists, one block per game. And that's what he did as a rookie. So um, he's special. And the Spurs are going to get to see him up close and personal tonight coming off that injury. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the future of the Spurs and an article that Ty wrote about. Uh, that apparently some there's some kid out there that's caught the eye of the Spurs scouts. Find out who that is. We are back, and I'm joined by Ty Yeager. He is a contributor over at the Spurs Zone and co-host of At The Line Podcast. Just Google that, subscribe. It'll be well worth it. Ty, you wrote an article about uh, some kid out in uh, – I don't think – I think he's Israeli, but I think he's playing with uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv right now. Uh, Denny – I'm going to butcher the last name. Denny Avi Av, – here we go. See, I told you I was going to do it. Avdija. I think that's the best I'm going to get to it. Um, it's not easy. Name. It's not an easy name. I can say that. And yeah. I've tried to. I tried to figure out how to pronounce it, and I still not sure how to pronounce it right. But D- Denny, I know how to say that. Yeah, Obviously, we know how to say Denny. Yeah, Dija. I think Denny yeah. Avijidza, just kind of how it's spelled. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he's actually he is an Israeli national, and he, he's from Zira, Israel, and does play for Tel Aviv and. This dude is pretty damn impressive, and he's he's projected to be one of the top small forwards in this 2020 draft. Well, your article that was released today at the Spurs Zone, and by the way, I, re- I urge everybody to go check it out, News 4 San Antonio, fox29sanantonio.com. Um, it's out there on the front page right now. A lot of fans, when it was promoted earlier uh, today, I really caught on to your article. A lot of comments. Everybody's loving him. Um some of the comments were ranging from uh, the gifts of Jack Nicholson uh, shaking his head up and down with a big smile to, you know, hell yeah, who is this kid? So basically that that's what I'm asking you. Who is this kid? What does he do? What kind of numbers does he show? And what have you learned since you did this article on him? All right, so 
Vinny is kind of one of the best international talents coming out of this this latest draft. This dude is a six nine small forward with a weight two fifteen. If you want all those exact exact dates, and yes, he was born in two thousand one. That might make some of you feel old. I know Jeff will make <laughs> you feel old. Yes, yeah, super but, old. But um, but this dude is actually pretty damn good when it comes to offense, and it's he's just very impressive. He and I like to some of the comparisons I've seen in articles. And just looking at kind of the skill set that he has, he does remind me of Luka Doncic in a way, just because the the thing that's really the type of position that's really blowing up in the league is the tall playmaker, the playmaker mm-hmm. that can see that can see over players, that can see the floor as a as a whole, and just make a difference with his height and with his playmaking. And Denny is certainly one of those players. And in, to be give you an example. The type of player that I'm describing is Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James. Wow. Guys that, are, guys that are taller, I'm not saying – so I'm, first let me, let me get a disclaimer. I'm not saying that Denny is going to be as athletic or as, as built as Giannis or LeBron, but a skill set of being able to pass the ball as well as, they, as those players do, Denny has that potential to be a great player as a result. And he is – he can shoot the ball pretty well. It is a bit inconsistent from what I've seen, so that might be an issue. But when you have Chip England part of your staff, right? Shooting will usually not become an issue as a result. Oh, uh, what have you learned about his ball control? You know, his shooting. You know, um, he looks like he has the physical tools for a kid. Um, you know, I know the Spurs will add some muscle on him, and if the Spurs were lucky enough to get him, just pretend in, in our very special world here, Ty. That he the Spurs announced they do draft him. What was the first thing you would like to see the Spurs do with him? Simply send him to Austin, develop him. Is going to be that path? Uh, instantly throw him into the throw into the summer league. I think that's always a, I think that's always an important because you need to see because he's going to need to get. I think he will have to get adequate to the to the NBA skill set that there is. Luca, if you remember Luka Doncic, he still he had to take some time to get used to the game because. It's just a whole different kind of skill set compared to Euroball League, and so I think that's all. But he's going to need to get some real NBA minutes. But I think he has the skill set, especially when he's a lottery projected player. He should have that skill set. Again, he's a great shooter, great playmaker from everything that I've seen. And he's also just very versatile when it comes to defense. Again, he is six nine, and essentially that's like the perfect height for a guy that can. Rotate on every single player. Luka Samanich is kind of, kind of similar in a way. I'm not sure Luka Samanich has the skill set, the same skill set that Denny has when it comes to playmaking. But Luka Samanich can just can rotate on any player that he needs to. He's athletic enough to do that. To do that, and Denny is kind of very similar, but playing more of the small forward position than the power forward position. In a positionless game that the NBA is in right now. Does he fit this era of the NBA? Certainly. This is this is the guy I think that this guy has the skill set that is blowing up in the league, like I said. That's a skill set that you need on a team. And I think the position that the Spurs certainly lack in is a taller playmaker. DeMar kind of plays that, but he just doesn't have the overall – he's more ball dominant than playmaking dominant. And – the Spurs certainly need a taller, small forward position, especially one that can be versatile on defense, which the Spurs are in des- desperate need of. But also, 
Finney also has a very high IQ when it comes to basketball. Great basketball IQ. That's the biggest thing I've always seen noted in articles about him, that this dude's just, he has a great feel for the game, and I think that will certainly help Popovich, because he's at least, Popovich is still going to coach this team at least for the next few years, I would say. And, but still, having having Becky Hammond, Tim Duncan around the coaching staff, that's kind of a player that the Spurs would love to have on their team. Someone that knows the game and has a skill set to help them out immediately. And speaking of the reaction we got from Spurs fans, uh, there would also react from uh, just fans of Denny's game overall in uh, whether it be Israel or where he's playing right now in Maccabi Tel Aviv. Some tweets that have been sent to you and me, Ty, from those fans. They're, they're, one thing that stood out for me was one tweet said, he's a good passer. And you're right about that playmaking develop, the ability. I think the Spurs definitely need that. Um, but I, I, my fear is, let's just in the perfect world, somehow, some way, the Spurs end up calling his name on draft night. This is great. You know what's going to happen, and you mentioned it already. You know, it'll be G League time. You're going to get fans frustrated, like we're seeing right now. Look at Keldon Johnson. He's tearing it up with the Austin uh, team right now. Look at Weatherspoon. Look at Samanich. Bring him over. I guess where I'm going with this is this. There are certain rookies you draft that, yeah, you need some time in the G League, but you can bring them on fast. Um, when I look at his video, when I look at your write-up, when I look at everything together, something tells me he'll be in Austin, yes, if the Spurs were to get him, but I don't think he'd be there for quite long. Yeah, I think you said it earlier where this dude might be might be in the G League for half this for half the season at least, and come up mid season. Mm-hmm. I I think that's I think that might be that might be the projection if that does happen. This again, he's still gonna have to get acquitted to the to the NBA play. I think every I think any player that comes for a year ball needs that needs that adjustment. But mm-hmm. from what from what he is. From being a very smart player to having the skill set that he has, it should not take him too long to adjust. As a result, well, he might be on the bench for a little bit, yes, but I think this dude, this dude has a high ceiling, especially in a league where his skill set is becoming more valuable by the day, and we're seeing it where it's the, that skill set is what the MVPs of this league have: Luca, Giannis, James Harden. Those are all. MVPs, high players that have this very similar skill set. Now, in your article, you mentioned um, another article, I think it was via ESPN, uh, saying that he has a very, quote, high-level competitive spirit. Uh, what does that mean? Am I reading too much into that, thinking, like, you know, he brings some heat and some passion on that court? Oh, he does. And that was from an ESPN article. That was a quote from a, one of the assistant coaches for Tel Aviv. And that, that, whole, that whole first ESPN article starts off with, him hitting a hitting a dagger shot and then waving and saying adios to Team Spain. Wow, that's, that's as much as people think of, that sounds corny. It's like that's that's kind of the level of sphere that I want to see. That's the kind of dominance I want to see. And I just want to I want a guy who can trash talk. I think Dejounte is kind of coming into that realm where he's not Dejounte is not taking any crap from anyone, especially James Harden. And I think. I think Danny would be kind of one of those guys that he would trash talk. He'd do, he would have some fun with it, like Luka Doncic has, where he does it, shakes his hand after he hit the dagger against Houston. There, I think that's he's gonna be a very, I think he'd be a fun player to watch interact with other players, and he's just a competitive dude. Again, he has a, he's smart and competitive. I think that's 
that's always a great drive that you want from someone. You want someone that's competitive, that wants to be out there, that wants to win. Giannis is a great example. Giannis doesn't care for the MVP. He wants to be a winner. He wants to be a champion. And that's the kind of mindset that I think every player should have in this league. And some of the truly best players have that mindset. Well, hopefully uh, some luck will go the Spurs' way um, on draft night. We, we, I think it's safe to assume they might have an even better position in the draft lottery. Um, but if this kid is a real deal, you know, you know, hopefully the Spurs can get themselves a uh, shot at getting this guy. Now, now you know it's going to come now, Ty. Fans saying, you know, tank, 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 just to get a player of this caliber. I don't think so. Uh, again, this is not the this is not the NFL where if you are the worst team, you're getting the first pick. That's the the Bengals will not will probably not get the first round pick, get the first overall pick if they were in the NBA, just because of how the lottery system works. You do not need to be the worst absolute team to to get that number one spot because you are not guaranteed. Look at the Knicks last season. Look at the Lakers jumping up to where they barely missed the playoffs and they jumped to the four spot. You don't need to be complete trash in this league when if you if you do miss the playoffs to get a high lottery pick. Is it unlikely? Yes, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And always, I think. I think one thing that we might be seeing I think will frustrate Spurs fans currently is why are they not trained DeMar? Why are they not trained LMA? And it might be, I know you can't do it with DeMar, but I, I'm assuming that the Spurs actually might use LMA as some of the trade, use some assets to use the trade up in the draft. Because say that they really want Denny, they, are going, they might have to sacrifice some pieces to do it. Say that whatever they get their first round, get their late Say that it's a late lottery pick the Spurs get. Say that they throw their late lottery pick in LMA to trade up. That could be a, that could be in the realm of possibility. And I think this we've seen the Spurs trade up before, aka Kawhi Leonard, to when they saw a player that they liked. And I think Denny might be one of those players. If the Spurs are really into this guy and they see really a lot of potential from what they're scouting, I think the Spurs will certainly trade up for this guy if they need to. And with the Spurs track record of uh, grooming international players, I uh, think he would fit well in San Antonio. When we get back, we're going to continue our chat with Ty Yeager about the San Antonio Spurs. All right, let's get back to it. Spurs Mavericks tonight. Uh, Ty, how do you see tonight's uh, game going and who do you got winning? Uh, I don't know. The Spurs have been playing much have played much better as of late, especially against Memphis. That was a great game. Yeah. And I think the Spurs have shown some signs of life. While they have just some, shown some, some, some bottom pits that second half against Houston for the second Houston game, I still think there are some really good peaks that they are showing and that they are showing the potential of what kind of team they could be if they are consistent. DeMar, DeMar said it that they just, what they did against Memphis, they just need to do that consistently now. I think, mm-hmm. and, I think that's right. They can be a really good team, and they can. And I think Marco is actually getting better, especially when he when he broke a jaw's ankles. And that, and also the man, the man proposed on Christmas. So I yeah, don't know. He's like, riding he, high I, right I, now. Yeah, he has a lot of I, confidence. He's riding high. He's blocking the Spurs fans. I think he has the confidence <laughs> to get out there and shoot shoot like a killer. But um, but uh, I think that this that. That AAC center is going to be loud tonight. Tickets are not cheap. I honestly tried to get tickets since I live up here in DFW. They are not cheap. 
in wow. any way. I was able to get a cheap I was able to get a cheap ticket last time, but for this game, no way. Those no. for decent seats, for, even for the nosebleeds, they are in the near hundreds. That's so, crazy. So the AAC is going to be pretty damn loud tonight, and it this should be a, it should be a good game. With the House of Spurs are playing, with Luca coming back, fans are going to be loud, and it's a good rivalry game as always. Everyone, yeah. I think this should be a game everyone should watch tonight, especially with it being on national TV. That just makes it even better. As long as the Spurs don't completely just disappoint everyone. <laughs> and we've seen that we've seen, we've seen that happen unfortunately, but I think the Spurs will go, put on a good showing. Will they win? Eh, I don't think so, but I think they'll put on a better showing than they than they have pr- prior in this season. I'm right there with you. Um, for me, I just want the Spurs to look respectable on national TV, and of course, you know Luca's return. I think it was like a few weeks ago. The NBA and at least the Spurs announced that there's been a change in the schedule. That that Dallas game was now national TV. Good to see Luca Fever is taking over the league. And yeah, it looks like the NBA wants to showcase their better player right now. I, I think defense is going to win the game in this contest, and the Spurs simply don't have it. Um, they'll put up a good fight again. I think it'd be a close call. I think Spurs uh, come up short in the fourth quarter out in Dallas. But Ty and I, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. How do you see tonight's contest going on? Spurs, Mavs, who wins, who doesn't, and why? Also, what do you think about the the latest uh, scouting job the Spurs are doing overseas with Denny? Because I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Uh, But uh, what did you think about Ty's uh, article? And do you think the Spurs should try to get this kid in the draft? You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio on Fox 29 San Antonio.com and subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Ty, tell us how fans can interact with you and at the line podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio, Ty J A G E R Radio. You can torch me about the one of my latest tweets I sent out where I said that the Spurs fans should be hating the Lakers more than the Kawhi. You you can you can roast me on Twitter on, with that tweet. I am expecting it. I've been getting it, and I don't mind it at this point. As long as people are talking and they so and something unites Spurs fans, I'll take it. But uh, you can also follow us at the at the line pod on Twitter or at the if you want some more Spurs content. A lot more. I will say a lot more cussing because I am I, I kind of go off the rails sometimes. But yes, you uh, do. You can, you can, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm on level when it comes to this podcast. My podcast yeah, you're on the level. Di- yes, you it's a whole different thing. <laughs> but uh, that's at the, at the com or at the line pod on Twitter. Make sure to give uh, Ty a follow on Twitter and subscribe to at the line podcast. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Thank you.